So I'm out for a walk, it's a gorgeous day. But as I was walking, you know, I was just thinking how cool it is in our culture. The, the biggest thing right now is clean eating, right? It's uh, as few processed foods as possible, you know, try to have healthy, healthy foods and veggies and fruits in your diet. Um, and I think that's great, but you know, the whole clean lifestyle can be taken up a notch. And I love how God and his word, he defines a clean lifestyle in an even cooler way. According to Leviticus 20, he talks about how not only are we to be eating clean, but he calls us to eat clean because he has called us to be set apart, to be holy as he is holy. And of course, as we know in his word, God defines what clean eating really is. We're abstaining from the, the animals that he has called unclean or an abomination to him. Things like pig, shellfish, and the like, which you can find more in Leviticus 11. But you know, as I was thinking about this clean lifestyle, like I mentioned, that is really popular nowadays and it's good, you know? We need to take care of our temples, take care of our bodies. But even as we do this, sometimes we can lose sight of the heart of the matter. As we focus on only living a clean lifestyle, but we forget the clean heart style. In Psalm 51:10, the psalmist writes, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. We know the word clean or pure in the Hebrew is tahor. And of course, that's the same word that God uses when he says to eat the clean animals, not the unclean animals. Unclean is tamay and clean is tahor. Now God also calls us to have clean tahor hearts before him. Now, what does it mean to have a clean heart before God? A lot of us, I mean myself included, I can be like that Pharisee in Yeshua's parable and say, God, I thank you that I am clean, that I am not like that dirty person over there, that tax collector, that lawless, name your denominational group. God, I thank you that I keep these commands. And because I keep these commands, I have a clean lifestyle and I'm walking in a clean way before you. I thank you, God. But you see, even as I have done that in the past, and I have seen people do that as well on Facebook, in person, we start to lose sight of the fact that our hearts have become unclean. They begin to be filled with pride, with self-righteousness, with pointing the finger. We get filled with bitterness, with temptations, falling into lust, lack of self-control, whatever that might look like in your life. And as we allow these things in, because pride is, is like a doorway that allows so many other things in. The moment you think, I'm pretty good. And I've got this. I'm, I'm doing the commandments and that is enough. We lose sight of Yeshua. We lose sight of our need for repentance on a daily basis, 
humility and thanking the Father for his forgiveness. And what does scripture say? What is our duty but to seek justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God? And so often we forget that last part, humility. You know, God said in Isaiah, I hate and despise your offerings, your new moons and Sabbaths. Now, why did God say that? We've probably heard it taken out of context, like, see, God hates Sabbath, don't need to keep Sabbath. I'm sure we've heard that grossly taken out of context interpretation. But God isn't saying he hates the Sabbath he gave or the offerings that he commanded Israel to give or the new moons, the festivals. If you listen to the context of why God is saying this strange thing, it's, it's sobering. Isaiah 1 verses 12. Bring no more vain offerings. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and the calling of convocations. I cannot endure iniquity and solemn assembly. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you, even though you make many prayers. I will not listen, for your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, pure to whore. Remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless and plead the widow's cause. Here, God talks about the blood that Israel had on their hands, the iniquities that they were walking out and then trying to the same time, declaring, I have a clean heart, God, because look, I'm doing these, these these works, these, I'm obeying these commands. And that's all they were doing. Israel thought that they could simply go through the motions and keep the commands without their heart. That they could offer the sacrifices, they could keep the Sabbaths. They could eat clean and live a clean lifestyle, yet still have an unclean heart, filled with iniquity, shedding of blood, was on their hands. Now, sometimes we think of shedding of blood, that's pretty intense. I've never killed anyone and I don't intend to kill anyone. <laughs> well, that's good. But oftentimes we forget that gossip, slander, that is murder. Have you gossiped? Have you spoken of someone in a way that you wouldn't want them to hear? Have you defamed someone? Instead of lifting up a brother or sister for prayer, have you spoken about them behind their back to others? Because when this happens, going through the motions, this idea that you can do what God said without really doing what God said. This was the exact same thing that Yeshua got on the Pharisees case about in Mark 7, when they had an issue with his disciples not washing their hands according to the way that they saw that you should wash your hands. Traditions that they had added, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with having a tradition, but once it supersedes scripture, or you make it take the place of scripture in any way, or you diminish God's word, then it's wrong. And that's what they were doing. They were lifting up these commands, these traditions that they had created. And as Yeshua said, very well, you lift up these 
man-made traditions and you nullify the commands of God. Now I'm sure we've heard the interpretations of Mark 7. Oh, that's a chapter where Jesus declared all foods clean. Because isn't that, they're that one parenthetical and thus he declared all foods clean? Well, the irony is that would make Yeshua a liar. Because as he is rebuking the Pharisees and saying, very well, do you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. You lift up the commandments of men and nullify the commandments of God. You have a fine way of rejecting the command of God. He is lifting up. He is showing that they were the ones getting rid of God's commands and how wicked that was, that their hearts were far from God. So in the next breath, God, or Yeshua, could not very well get rid of God's command to eat clean. That would make him a liar. And as C.S. Lewis so eloquently wrote, he's either a lunatic, liar, or a lord. And our Lord is not a liar. But Yeshua goes on to say, There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. Now remember the context. It's simply about washing your hands. Never once did this chapter mention pigs, shellfish, unclean animals. The context is washing your hands according to the traditions, man-made traditions that the Pharisees held to. Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not into his heart? And this is key, because the point is about your heart. Because it enters not into his heart, but his stomach, and is expelled. And then he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All of these evil things come from within and they defile the person. So what is Yeshua saying here? Is he nullifying God's command to eat clean? Not at all. He rebuked the Pharisees for doing that. What he's saying is that you can wash your hands. You can eat clean. You can live a perfectly clean lifestyle. But if your heart is full of uncleanliness, pride, slander, sexual immorality, lust, covetousness, foolishness, arrogance, self-righteousness, then you are still breaking Torah. You are breaking God's word because you are doing what Israel did in Isaiah 1. Going through and obeying the works with our heart, not involved at all. Keeping the Sabbath and hating our brother. Eating clean, but having anger, pride, and sexual immorality buried deep within our hearts. So what's the answer? What can we do? How can we walk in obedience to God's word, the fullness of his word? Well, we can't do it without his Holy Spirit enabling us and empowering us. On our own, we're hopeless. We easily succumb to our flesh, to temptations, like Paul said, he desires to keep God's law, 
but there's also the law of sin, that his flesh also wants to sin. The answer is Yeshua. Accepting him as our Messiah first. Accepting the forgiveness that comes when we repent and we go before him in humility, confess our sins. And as the scripture says, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to be washed clean and white as snow. As God said to Israel in Isaiah chapter one, if you come to me, I will wash you clean. But we have to first come to him. We can't be like Adam and Eve who went to hide in the bushes because they heard God calling their name in the garden and they were afraid. They didn't want to admit the wrong they had done. And even when they finally came out, even though they came before God, they could not enter his presence because no unclean thing can. Adam stood there, full of pride, blaming and pointing the finger at his wife and even God. Do we do the same? Go before the Father, confess any sin that he has laid on your heart. And he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to be clothed in Yeshua's righteousness, to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us only by the Holy Spirit to walk in holiness, to be set apart, to walk in love as Yeshua walked, to look at his example. How can we love God who we can't see if we can't, if we struggle to love our brother who we can't see? In closing, I just wanna come back again to Psalm 5110. And as I read it, allow it to be a prayer to the Father that you pray alongside me as I read this verse. Father, create in me a clean heart. Oh God, renew a right spirit within me. Father, I thank you for cleansing us Father, I thank you that as we come to you in repentance, to repent of any uncleanness that we've allowed in our lives, in our hearts, that as we come before you in humility, that you are quick to forgive. When we stumble and fall, you are quick to help us stand back up again, Father. We thank you for your grace. Help us to extend the same grace to others, God, around us. Help us to look more and more like your son, Yeshua, to walk more in love and to walk in the Holy Spirit, Father, as a doorway of your light, as a representative of your name and your character and who you are, Father. So Father, we thank you for your freedom, for washing us white as snow. We pray all this in Yeshua's name, amen. I hope this short video blessed you. Shalom.